Bro, I be telling you, bro, she spray, spray gas on the stage. She hella funny, bro. Stephanie, Stephanie, Stephanie Foster. Catch her on the stage, yeah, you know she's a monster. Hair done, nails did, always looking so proper. She the real deal like some homemade pasta. Everywhere she goes, she flow like the water. And she's too hot for y'all, unlike your mama. Always cool, no need for drama. She spit straight gas like a petrol llama. Straight gas like a petrol llama. Welcome back. This week I have another comic on with me. Her name is Jalisa Robinson and she is so great. This is one of my favorite episodes for sure. She educates me on the experience being a black woman in comedy and in tech. Um, and we laugh a ton along the way. All right. Enjoy. And don't forget to share with your friends. Okay, bye. Hey, you guys. Welcome to the next episode of Patrol Llama. This week, I have my friend Jalissa with me. Hello. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. I don't know why my work email is on on a Sunday. I'm going to shut that down. Great. Um, so Jalissa is another comic. She is from the Bay Area. She is unfortunately so much funnier than I am um <laughs> okay how dare you look this beautiful I look like trash this morning uh, <laughs> my hair's everywhere it's fine it's I was great. like this will, will, will work you know I love it I love it do you remember the first time that we met no <laughs> wait yes I think so I think so I think we met in a basement Yes, we totally met in a basement. <laughs> okay, okay, good, good, good. We met in a basement and I was like, hey, good job. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like up near the, the front of the set and mm -hmm. everyone before me did trash and I did pretty good. And I was like, <laughs> and then you went up and like dead. The whole crowd was just like dying the entire time. And I was like, fuck her. Hi, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Cool. That's good to know that you hated me a little bit when you Only first. Only out of pure jealousy. So I think that yeah. that's fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's probably fine. Yeah. When did you start comedy? Um, I want to say 2018. That sounds like a lie. It's <laughs> what, what year is it? 2021. Yeah. A whole no. year of 2018 was a lie. So. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think I started. A little bit before, I think I started in 2017. So I think it's technically been four years. Oh, oh that seems like a long time. Yeah, but did 2020 yeah. even count? No, I don't think 2020 counted. I started at the end. Yeah, I started at the end of 2017, like September 2017. Okay. So kind of like, kind of like a little bit over getting, getting towards four years. So in September, it'll be four years. Amazing. So like three years and some change. Yeah. And what made you want to start? Um, I, I actually was told to do comedy. I actually was interested in comedy. And then another comedian that I know sort of like told me, I was like, yeah, you should do it. Uh, but I actually lived down the street from Brainwash, you know, in San Francisco back when it was open. And I would go there and watch, uh, you know, bad comedy. <laughs> I lived, 
I live steps away from it. And I just, and I was like, you know, I was one of those people in the audience because I was watching bad comedy and I was like, yeah. I could do better. Yes. Like, I, like, I could do this. It's obviously not hard and they're struggling. And I was like thinking of tags for the jokes that they were, I was like, yeah. I kind of want to do this. And when I went to Brainwash one time, I was uh, there and this friend, like acquainted sort of that I had was there. And he was like, yeah, you should try it. There's open mics, just go to them. And so I went to like this really good open mic. Um, what's it called? Lord of the Zings. Yeah. And it's only once a month and they let you go up and it's like a show because there's an actual audience that's not full of just comedians. <laughs> and I went up and I was supposed to do five minutes and I did a smooth nine minutes, like just blew right through the light because I didn't know what a light was. It was my first yes! time. <laughs> I prepared. I was prepared. Like I stood in my mirror and practiced these jokes and I came on stage with just some jokes that to me are now atrocious. Like yeah. <laughs> I cut my hair all off and I was like, people can't tell how old I am because I have short hair as a woman. So I just like to confuse them. And I'm like, I know how to use Snapchat and I listen to Prince, like something weird like that. <laughs> and they're like, wait, where is she going with this? <laughs> I know. People, people were like, you did a great job. And I was like, great, I've never done comedy. And I felt so good. I was so inspired to continue doing it. Little did I know I was gonna like bomb my ass off for the next two months, but <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is comedy. <laughs> you could go out there right out the gate and do nine minutes is honestly impressive. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't know when I was supposed to get off stage, but I did so well. I was How like, did they finally right. get you off stage? Or did you just finish your set and you were like, thanks for coming? Yeah, I just sort of like left. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. I could tell now that the guy who like I signed up with was telling me to get off. And it's so funny because that guy now, he's so cool. He's like, yeah, just swing by. We'll put, bump you up on the list, whatever. He's always been super nice to me. But I blew that light so much. <laughs> Four minutes? That's double. That's double. I don't know. That's yeah. amazing. Especially yeah. the fact that like, I would have loved your reaction if he's like, you know how they give you the light? It's two ways. It's either two finger in the air or it's an actual light in your face. Yeah. So it would have been hilarious if you were like, dude, quit taking pictures of me. <laughs> I literally I literally saw a light and I was like, oh, someone has their light on their phone. Like, whatever. <laughs> Just kept going. Yeah, I didn't do anything. Oh, that's amazing. So wait, did you bomb for all nine minutes? Or did you? No, no, I did well. That's why I started doing comedy. Yes. Because the first time I went up was at this thing and it was like a show and I did well. And people were coming up to me like, where can I follow you? And I was like, this is literally my first time doing comedy ever. And they're like, you should keep doing it. And that was so inspired. And that's why I still do it, to be honest, because if I would have started off with some of the sets that happened after that, <laughs> I probably would have quit immediately. Because I like being good at things out the gate. I am like Hell one of those. Yeah. I like to, I don't like to work for it because I'm like a millennial or whatever. Yeah. I'm like instant gratification. I'm the exact same way. It's like, if this isn't immediately easy to me, get out. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I was like, oh, cool. And then I just, I actually, it's funny. Yeah, I mean, I had some bad sets after that, but it was also mostly at mics that were mostly comedian audiences. Yeah. I didn't know what the scene was going to be like, but scrubbing, then I scrubbed the bottom for six months. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe four months. I think it was about four months. I scrubbed the bottom. Yeah. Dude, scrubbing the bottom is so freaking tough. Like, I think that, I don't know, being a comic for me, it's like almost an endurance challenge. Mm. It's like, how many times can I go up and absolutely be shitty and keep coming back? Yeah. Yeah. 
I was doing okay. What happened, you know, the scene is like, it was a lot of mics, right? Yeah. So you start, I started, I did that set. I actually did that set maybe in, I want to say July. And then I didn't do comedy again for two months. And then I started doing mics in September. Okay. So that's what happens. I say September, but like I started doing mics and I was doing like four or five mics a night. Like I was like hitting the mic circuit Monday through Thursday. I also hated my job at the time. Like, <laughs> fuck them. And I just, sorry. Like, I just like hated them. And what so I was like- What were you doing at the doing, time? I, this is, uh, okay. I was um, like a net, like a system and network admin at this uh, not-for-profit ed- clean energy company, like foundation, which is, they have like a really good mission. It's just that my boss was like just a bad person. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it was really hard to get beyond that. And I felt bad because she, there was a lot of other things that were happening and a lot of other people saw those things. And a lot of other people had similar experiences, but she was just like a bad manager. And the, my counterpart, he was more experienced in, you know, his IT career. And he was supposed to be, you know, doing network stuff and like helping build up new offices that they had in different parts of the country. And he wasn't because he hated my boss so much. And so he eventually got let go. Um, and then I just did his job until I quit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like- asked her for a raise too. I'm like, I'm doing two people's jobs. And then she's like, no. And then months later I was, she was like, Hey, I'm, I'm really sorry. I think I mismanaged you for a year. And I watched you like struggle and come in on the weekends. And why watched you do this other person's job? And I should have helped you because they report to me and you report to me. And I was like, yeah, I know. Also I'm quitting. And she's like, well, we can retalk about like changing your title, give you more money. And I was like, that's great. You can call me whatever you want because I'm gone in two weeks. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I was Did like, you really no. say that to her? <laughs> yeah. I was like, it doesn't, yeah. I was like, it doesn't matter because I'm leaving. She's like, are you sure you don't want to reconsider? And I was like, I'm positive. I was so angry at the time. I was angry. Well, of course you were. I feel like a boss makes a job, first of all. Like I could work at the worst company ever. And if my boss is good and supportive and gives me autonomy, like I will stay for a million years. Yeah. But why did it, like, do you know why she finally figured out she was a terrible manager? I think she already knew. She just didn't do anything. And I think she started getting pressure from other people. Um, and she could see that I probably was on my way out. Like she could probably sense it. And what happened is that, so that, that guy was so bad. People didn't want to talk to him. And the problem with that is that he had more experience and he knew what he was doing. And we needed to like stand up these smaller offices around the country. And they were like moving from location to location. So I was like flying out to Chicago to go watch contractors install the internet in a brand new office building like I'd never done that before yeah so I became very skilled very quickly and I was like I like hired these I watched I did a a supervised a construction build out in our office and some audio panel installations a hundred thousand dollar conferencing system I'm like why am I (laughs) you guys are just seems did you I just like want a warm body? I was like managing room? a million dollar budget of IT stuff, just like, <laughs> just like first time in a, like a corporate IT job, just like, cool, let's get it done, you know? Free iPhones for everyone. We all need yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was literally, I was like, I, I was like, we don't have 
let's we're not using MacBook Airs here because I'm tired of everyone complaining about speed. All <laughs> right, we're going to MacBook Pro. That's it. And people were like, I don't know what that means. Okay, and then everyone was happy. It's like oh great. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you and I are a rarity in the fact that we have a day job, like an adult job, as well as do comedy. <laughs> I think so, yes and no. And I say yes and no, because I think we are, but I also think that um, if we just look at women who are doing comedy, Fuck. there's a lot of us who have day jobs because women are, we multitask and I don't want to sound like so gender specific, but it's, it's so funny to me. This is, this is, this is going to drag people, but it's so funny to me because I'm like, I mean, like a comedian, like a guy, he'll be like, talking about how like good he is or how he's like better at whoever was on whatever show we're on the same show and I'm like well you should be good because you yeah. don't have a day job like this is your job you have you're dedicating all of your time to this so if you're not good you should quit like you should just <laughs> I do this on weekends and weeknights like after I'm tired like you should yeah you should be good you should be the best <laughs> I never even thought about it but that is such yeah. a good line of like the people who are doing both and like focusing on comedy yeah man that's intense okay so tell me a little bit about what it's been like not only to be a woman in comedy but a black woman in comedy <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I love know, that the response is just like a giggle <laughs> I just, yeah like where do I start you know like okay being a woman in com let's start with just being a woman in comedy there's yeah. obviously there's a lot of like I used to work at the Apple store when I was in college and they used to have like secret meme pages online. You weren't supposed to do that, but they would have these secret meme pages. And when I worked at the Apple store, I was a computer technician, which is a, a room dominated by men, right? Yeah. There, there were barely any other women who were computer technicians. They called you geniuses, whatever. Um, did they so, even call the women geniuses or did you guys have a separate title? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, female genius. <laughs> You walk into a store, we will pair you with a genius. We're actually pairing you with a female genius today. You get a discount, though, don't worry. You get a discount <laughs> on you spilling water on your laptop. Um, but they had these memes, and one of the memes was that, you know, a new, a new chick enters the genius room, and the meme was just, it was like a lady standing there, and hot dogs are just flying in her face. And I feel like that's, I feel like that's what it's like being a woman in comedy. <laughs> I think that that's what it's like. It's always, and it's like not always like direct. It can be like subversive, right? Oh. Like people start to get comfortable with you and then they're like, yeah, you know what I mean? And like, you're attractive and I'm attractive. We should go on a date. And you're like, <laughs> we were just talking about shows and now, yeah. you're kinda, now I got to figure out a way to end this conversation while keeping the booking. Like, I don't know. Right? Like, how do I turn you down and not offend you? <laughs> exactly but you're also insecure because you're a comedian like how how am I gonna get what a puzzle you know like how are we gonna navigate so that's, More I think that's what <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what it's like I mean it's nice to if you are a, a female comedian <laughs> sorry the term no if you, if you yeah if you're a comic and you're a woman like yeah that's I think that's what it, it just happens yeah and like people and like people, even well-meaning people do it 
in a way and it's because they're like well it's just like undeniable and you're like you just don't hang out around like yeah <laughs> a lot of women like you're just here <laughs> in this space with me and you're like I'm so attracted to you I'm like you should just go outside yeah and so there, we're actually there's actually more of us on <laughs> earth like you should just you don't actually have to yeah you know have you heard of a coffee shop? Um, they have them there too. <laughs> yeah, they actually have them there sometimes trying to get picked up. Do you see one? She's like flipping her hair back from her ear in your direction a lot so you can see her side profile. Yeah. Maybe try it out, dude. If she the eye contact lasts longer than- she's, like a, <laughs> she's got an open headphone in your direction, an open ear. Maybe yeah. that's- <laughs> If she keeps eye contact for longer than a second, try. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. Oh, that's so bad too. I have a, I, can I like tell you a story? I, yes. I was standing outside. Um, so we've been doing these like sidewalk shows and we were doing a show at Milk Bar and it was a, a couple comics, but it was me and Austin was there. Um, and then also Gary. Um, I don't know if you know him. I don't know. He's Gary. a, he's a black comic from Oakland and he like grew up here, but yeah, he, so he's pretty funny. And we're standing outside and we're like kind of talking and I'm just like, you know, on the sidewalk off the side of the comedy show. And this like street, this guy's like cleaning the street, like he works for the city or something. And he comes out and I made the mistake because I could tell that he was looking at me. So I made the mistake of looking back at him, but not because- <laughs> You dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Not because I wanted him, but like when someone's looking at you, yeah. you can feel it. Sometimes you just respond. And I mean, I looked at him for not even the whole second. It was a fourth <laughs> of a second. And I could see him start like change his, like his body shifted and turned towards me. And he started like walking towards me. And it was only a few, he was only a few feet away, but it, like he was like making the decision to come talk yeah. to me. And so then I <laughs> took two steps closer to Gary. Yeah. And Gary saw the situation. Cause he like was also like kind of paying attention and he already saw and took a step back from me. And then I took another step towards him and then the guy like walked away. And, and I was just like, and Austin was sort of like in his own, maybe his phone. And I was like, Austin, do you know what just happened? And Gary just started laughing cause he knew what he did, <laughs> but he didn't do it intentionally like to be mean. And I was like, this guy was about to talk to me or like reach out for me like it was not going to be good because I could tell by the way that he was yeah and I was going to use Gary as a shield and so I stepped closer to him <laughs> and he then stepped away and Austin just busts out laughing and I was like Gary if ever you are in a situation with any woman that you know friend acquaintance wherever you are and she steps towards you she puts her arm in your elbow just just respond with yes. protection and yes. then just ask questions later. Just oh like- God. Also, <laughs> I, I feel like you have to look, right? If you feel someone mm. staring at you as a woman, you're like, is this danger? <laughs> exactly. You have to acknowledge, yeah, you have to look. And then for some reason, that's always an opening. You're yes. like, oh no. <laughs> sorry so sorry I like had my eyes open at all like I should just walk through life with them closed I like how Theater. women are better at that too like like a oh. woman will she'll be like hey girl I, we missed you at lunch and you're like yeah and then immediately you're like okay what's happening like I yeah. know something's happening she's trying to tell me something what's like it's just a random woman and you're like what's going on she's like yeah we should go right now and you like walk. Yeah. she's like here's a 
tampon. You like bleeding on the seat or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Women are so much better at picking up the like, I need help from you cue. Yeah. And guys are like, oh, why are you getting next to me? <laughs> yeah, basically, I think it's the same cue where it's like women are just, they're picking up those like subtle social cues. Yes. And, and if guys are picking them up, then they wouldn't be talking to women every time someone bleaked in their direction <laughs> on accident. Maybe there was a bee, dude. Maybe she wasn't interested. I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> Men are great. Men are super yeah. Um. So you covered what it's like to be a woman in comedy. <clears throat> What's it like to be a black woman in comedy? Because I clearly do not know that perspective. Yeah, well, first I think um, it's important to state that I think that uh, black, black people are naturally funny. <laughs> I'm just gonna, yeah. I, and I don't think it's like, I don't think of it as like, we're naturally entertaining. I just think that uh, we have so much trauma from racism that we just have so much to pull from like nothing bad could have ever happened to you like normally but you have experienced racism if you are a person of color right so like you just have this like and that's where the funniest comedy comes from is trauma yeah <laughs> so, yeah just bad things happening to you um so that's the first thing I don't know I think being a black woman coming I think it's interesting because there's not like a ton of us out right now yeah so we all know each other yeah. We actually, it's so funny. We, we one time in the Bay Area tried to start a black women and somebody like group. Uh -huh. I swear to God, it was like seven people. <gasps> and we were reaching. We had maybe like, we had maybe like 12 because we like reached up to Sacramento <laughs> and like yes. scooped them in, you know? Like we were, we were reaching. So there was, it was just inactive because there wasn't enough of us to just be randomly online, like doing stuff, you know? Totally. Well, the trauma part makes a lot of sense, right? Cause I think most comedians have been through something really shitty that they've had to laugh. They've had to make light of it because like you're out of control, right? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. naturally experiencing that and thinking that like most black people are funny. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Yeah. I, especially in the Bay area because I don't feel like it's as diverse as people who are not from there think it is. Mm -hmm. Do you experience the same thing being a woman in tech? Yeah, I mean, I think that, so I actually recently moved from San Francisco to Oakland. So I lived in San Francisco oh, cool. for the first five years of living in the Bay Area and I, now I live in Oakland. Um, I, think it's, I think it's similar in tech. I mean, I'm, I'm like an IT lead and the other IT leads are obviously all, um, not black <laughs> and we finally got another woman you know like yes yes um so yeah and that can be it can be hard there's like always like weird stuff right like if you you feel like you have to represent all the time mm -hmm. um and that's a, like a weird line because you can't just always talk about whatever you want like you have to be and it's funny i've, I've had these conversations with other black comedians um mostly, I guess, men in, in, around this particular topic, but it's like, they're like, yeah, I don't do, they might say like, I don't do well in black rooms. I don't do well in black rooms. And I was like, yeah, but I'm like, I've seen you. I'm like, your jokes are funny, but they don't, um, it's almost like you have to align and uplift with black people mm -hmm. or they feel like, or like they need to know that like, you're not like a secret Republican yeah. type person. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like if your jokes feel catered to a non-black audience, they're gonna wonder why you're not yeah. a little bit like part of the culture. Um, Cause I see people struggle with that. Uh, I had, I did struggle with that in the beginning and then I was just like, I'll just be myself. It's very easy. 
<laughs> that's where it is. Like, instead of putting on this show and like trying to do this thing, like I'll just be me and be comfortable and they'll see that I'm very obviously black. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's it. it. I think being a black woman, I don't know. Like I said, there's not a, I don't, there's not a ton of us right now. And it's funny because I've heard stories about there being so many more. And I like one, and whenever I meet another black woman comedian, like we like lock eyes, yeah. become friends. Like, you know, like we just like share a mutual past life history in our eyes. Yeah. We just like lock eyes for 10 minutes. We don't move. And then like a beam comes down. <laughs> It like lifts us a little bit. And like Beyonce's halo plays in the background. <laughs> if I can levitate, drop back down. Levitate, levitate. And we have a full understanding of each other once we leave that uh, <laughs> erythral experience. Um, yeah, you don't even have to ask each other questions. You just know. We don't, yeah, we just know. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that, that, I think that that's interesting. Um, I think that a lot of, <laughs> I for some reason my like dating life is really at the center of the comedy community yeah and it's like like being one of the few black women that's like performing locally I guess people are like for some reason so invested <laughs> in whether or not I'm dating another black person like they're just like very invested really yeah like that's, that's something the, that so it feels like it's on it's people talk about it a lot I'm like what if you just uh didn't care <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait the question is not are you single the question is are you dating black men yeah or like are you dating white men or like you date a lot of like I get a lot of this I get like you date a lot of white boys and I'm like cool so I dated two in four years <laughs> that you that you saw and then you think that I date white guys because I hang around them because it's comedy. Yeah. That's what comedy is filled with oh, white dudes. That's yeah. where they go. That's yeah. where they go. They're like, listen, I'm mediocre, but who cares? You know, <laughs> I'm going to do some jokes about it. Uh, life was hard for me. You know, I couldn't express emotions. And sometimes when I worked out, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm so rude. I'm so rude to men. Uh, and I will continue to do so. Um, yeah, I think you need to. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but yeah, and it, I get a lot of that. I don't know why. I do know why. Like I said, I dated someone, but just like taking one or two experiences and then painting that person's life. I was like, you've known me for not very long. Yeah. <laughs> and you've seen these two people because they're sort of like in the community or community adjacent. Yeah just because you only see them, it's because I don't bring anybody else around you guys because you yeah. suck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not bringing, I'm not, it's not a show. I'm like, look at my black man I brought to my yeah. comedy show. He's tall and has dark skin, just like me. Like, what, what the fuck? I don't, I don't know, like, what am I supposed to, what the hell? I don't know. So yeah, I just don't. Oh my yeah, God. So okay, that's something, so that's been an, an interest, a piece of interest for people question i have a hard rule that i will not date or sleep with comics that's a good rule <laughs> it's a good one i think it's a strong good rule well here's my reasoning is i think very quickly like you said you dated two white guys and now jay dates white boys only um I just don't want to sleep with anyone. And then people just assume like, oh yeah, she'll fuck me if I book her. Um, yeah. How has it been dating people in the comic community? 
so I don't, I don't mean, I, I try not to like date people in the comedy community as much as possible, but I also am like deeply in the local yeah. scene. Like I know everybody and sometimes you just spend a lot of time with people and you yeah. know, it happens. Um, I almost, I've only like, I would say benefited from dating someone like once uh, if that makes sense. No, like I dated a guy who was a comic and yeah. he did book me on his show, but his show was like, it was like a developing show. Yeah. But then before that, he didn't book me because I was me. Like the benefit wasn't that he booked me because I was his girlfriend. Uh, he basically thought of me sooner because I was his girlfriend, if that Got makes it. sense. But yeah. I probably would have eventually gotten booked, but I was just like at the forefront of his mind. Right. So that's, so I recognize that I got benefited there. He didn't run any like super, he ran like some, you know, like those small like art gallery show or like something at a bar. Like it's not, I wasn't like dating the booker of punchline or anything. Um, (laughs) I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Um, Yeah. So I've never like, I've never like done. Yeah. I've never done that. (laughs) I I only date people. Like if you think about like work, it's like dating your peers. I don't date any of the management. (laughs) (laughs) That would be weird. It'd be like, wow, she's trying to sleep her way to the top. I actually avoid management. Um, so yeah, I actually did have a similar rule. Um, the first person, the first comic that I dated when we met, I did not know that he did comedy. Like he told me that he did comedy, but I had already been in comedy for like a year and I had never seen this dude. Yeah. And he did, and he told me he hadn't done any shows and he had done some mics, but he was like, yeah, I like do mics. And then as I got to know him, I found out that he wasn't really going to Mike's and that he wanted to, but it, like, he just wasn't. Yeah. And then as we dated, he started doing more comedy because I was doing so much comedy yeah. and I actually got him booked on his first show and he pretty much still doesn't get booked on shows. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, are you like, does he count? I don't think he counts, but everybody knows him because we dated right. in like the years when I was like starting to get booked like my second year of comedy, I was like getting a lot of shows. And so he would want to come. And then it was like, a whole, he was just like, yeah, you're get, like, he was like a little jealous. He's like, you're getting booked on so many shows. And I was like, you know, if you wrote jokes, you could also, yeah. you too could be funny. You know, if and you it's wild because tried. I, I assume no one like gave him shit for trying to sleep his way to the top. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He actually, yeah, he benefited from me. Yeah. Actually, I did not benefit from him. People are like, oh, and I even got a couple of guest sets just because he came with me to my shows and people would give him guest sets. And I'm like, you're getting guest sets because you can't, like, you've, you've never gotten booked. Yeah. <laughs> you've never gotten- you're not even doing the hustle of mics. Like, come on. Yeah. So he benefited because I was like doing a lot of comedy. So, so yeah. I don't think that one counts. No, but it doesn't. He actually started back into it because I was doing it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And what's it like once <laughs> you guys break up and you see each other in the scene as well? well? For me, it was funny because again, this guy <laughs> wasn't really doing comedy. Yeah. So he would just be at shows and hang out at places that he liked that I was booked on, but he wasn't booked on. So I'm like, hey, and he's just like, yeah, I just like being here. And I'm like, that's cool. I guess I'll just be seeing a lot of you not doing comedy while I do comedy, which is yeah. the same as before, honestly. So 
I don't know. Uh, also, you're not gonna love this next set. <laughs> it's mainly yeah, about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I do have a couple of jokes, and I would just like let him know. And I got used to seeing him around, so then we became friends again. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's okay. He just say <laughs> like, he's like a kind of yeah. He just hangs out at the couple spots where comedy happens a lot because he likes it, but he doesn't like do it. Do it, yeah. And then after we broke up, I maybe he did it out of spite. He was like showing up to all the clubs and doing all the attendance things and ev- everywhere all the time. And I was like, you don't even like you write, but like you don't do yeah. this. Yeah. Like that's the whole thing is like do do it. Don't be motivated by me. Be motivated by yourself. Well, that and like. You can write comedy all fucking day long. That does not make you a comic. You do yes. not know what is good until you get on that stage and you say and it out And do it. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I have a problem with people who do, who also say like, who also listen to a lot of comics. Yeah. And they like, they're like, dude. They're like, have you seen um, such and such as uh, like, it's not a pot they do like a serious podcast they just do two parts and it's like four hours each and they like listen to it and he just talks about comedy and like and then I'm like no no, I have it because like I don't care and they're like what what (laughs) and I'm like it didn't it's not making you a better comedian so (laughs) what like I'm not interested the fact that you've listened to every Joe Rogan podcast does nothing for me does nothing and not (laughs) and not you're still not funny that's so crazy it doesn't make you it did not make you funnier so maybe you should spend your time doing something else yeah like turns (laughs) out I've listened to Beyonce albums over and over and I'm still not Beyonce (laughs) I know right cool just like work on your phone yeah yeah, work on actually doing it um what is being a comic like and dating normals <laughs> uh this is interesting so I actually was on because it's COVID right you're I'm yeah. on Bumble and Hinge and oh. at some point I had to take pictures of me do I had a picture of me doing comedy and I said that I did comedy like as a interest and I actually had to take a step back and think of my other interests and put those up and take down the comedy because yeah. guys were guys love to men love comedy and the men who love comedy think they know a lot about it and they find you a comedian woman who and then tell you about comedy yes wild to me it's wild I told a man to his face he was he was mansplaining I waited for him to finish and my I let my face go blank we he was like yeah because I think like when you're telling a joke never actually has has he told a joke on stage he's like yeah and I think it's like this and I was just like oh so you think I was just just I just went full sarcasm I was like oh please tell me more about telling yeah. jokes on stage and he was like I'm mansplaining I was like have you ever told a joke on stage he's like no I was like cool all right yeah cool. oh my <laughs> so. god I hate when guys are like I've got a joke you can tell I'm like <clears throat> first of all <laughs> if I went up there talking about my dick, it would be weird. <laughs> not go over. So I don't need your fucking help. Thank you so much. I am, I am, I am not nice to <laughs> people who mansplain. I'm not nice to, to men anymore. <laughs> and I was, I was raised to be nice to men, you know, that's something that I had to overcome. 
Yeah. Uh, and I overcame it just through the patriarchy just beating me down at every turn. I have gotten to the point where I am sometimes just mean. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm, yeah, I had, a, I was talking to a, pho- a friend on the phone walking down the street and this guy was like, Hey, and he kept trying to like interrupt me to talk to me. And I just turned to him. I was like, can't you see I'm on the phone? Why do you think what you have to say is more important than the person I already know on the phone? <laughs> he was like, my bad. And he was like, Oh, okay. And I'm like, okay. And I just walked away. <laughs> I'm like, that really? not, but that does not even sound rude or mean to me. Like I was also raised in a way of like, I need to not hurt anyone else's feelings. Everyone's yes. Everyone else's feelings are super important. And so I can say no, but I better do it in a nice enough way where they have no idea. I said no. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and that actually, when you do that, they actually don't know that you said yeah. that. That's what you learn. I am, yes, my, listen, my, my therapist too has told me, she's like, why can't you just say no, that you don't want to do that and no? And I'm like, because I don't want them to feel bad. And she's yeah. Like, that's not your problem, that's their problem. And I'm like, wow, that is their problem. Why am I? That's why so weird. This taught in first grade. Yeah, why am <laughs> I, yeah so that's uh that's that's dating as a comedian (laughs) um the other part that I hate is that after a show men will get hit on like wild and I feel like I am avoided like the fucking plague yeah I think that I have gotten hit on after shows uh I've actually gotten hit on before shows when people found out I was a comic and then after shows they sort of like they're like, wow, you were super good. And they just sort of like recoil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the like, slow Ooh. back away into the bushes. Yeah. yeah. Or like, I've also taken new pe- new interests to a comedy show and then I do really well. And they're like, wow. And then after that, they're just like in my face, just like, wow. Yeah. You're amazing. Oh my God. Wow. I mean, I knew you. Yeah comedy but you like stood up there and told jokes and everyone laughed I'm like yeah that's like our job you know yeah uh, if, if everyone doesn't laugh like it kind of actually feels bad I'm like we yeah, have to go well, and practice more yeah. which is fucking rude right because that means they came into the expectation that you're just calling yourself a comic but you're not actually that good yeah exactly <laughs> I mean I get it like I'm a local comic like I'm not like you know someone on tv but yeah um I see that it's interesting to me. I think that for, for women coming up to, go, to guy comics, it makes them just seem so much more masculine because it seems very masculine and like go up in front of everyone yeah. and just decide that you deserve attention, Yeah, right? That's a very like societally masculine sounding thing. Yep. And that's why men are super into comedy probably because they <laughs> imagine themselves as, it's like it's like a type of porn for them. They're like, <laughs> I am that guy and my dick is the largest because I can stand on stage and command the attention of everyone. You know, like that's such. We should start comedy <laughs> porn. And it's just like an audience of women just like laughing and being like, oh my God, he's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> This this VR, you could make so much money on this. Right? And you and literally, I literally do think people would come to it. Like I think people yeah. would masturbate. 
Instead yeah, of I've doing of jokes, like, I think they would just masturbate. I've heard of apology <laughs> porn, so this has got to be like. This has got to be. That is intense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, guys. After shows, typically, I think every we all know they just don't. Right. Yeah. They're like, I think, I think some of it might be intimidation. Yeah. Because um, I've had guys tell me that I'm really funny after show, and then it's like you can see that they're like kind of like can I yeah. say more like they're because I'm like I'm like I because they, they don't realize how much agency you have maybe yeah. women are usually more apologetic and just being yourself no matter who you are what you look like with size whatever and being in front of everyone and being like you are looking at me head to toe yeah and I'm just like tell and I'm also giving you the thoughts out of my brain yeah. like the concept of that of a woman doing that is like people are like whoa yeah it's wild oh my god yeah. <laughs> exactly wow I, uh, look at them yeah I've only had one guy hit on me after a show and I tell this joke about like I don't get butterflies. I get actual physical pain because you can't shit at a guy's apartment in the first month you're dating him. Yeah. Um, and this guy after a show and God damn it, Bridget. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and, and this guy after a show was like, you can shit at my apartment anytime. And I was like, Oh, leave it. Uh, what? what how? <laughs> Ew. um not how I know how but um I do totally agree after I've been dating someone for a while and I let them come to a show it's like a big like <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> they all of a sudden are like oh <laughs> wow so when I see you do it and they see you I think it's the comfort they see yeah. you doing something that seems so daunting that they themselves can't wrap their heads around. Yeah. And then they see you with the comfort. It's like very, it's very big dick energy, big vagina energy, but it's very big. Dick. Yeah. That's what it is. Right. Big so energy for sure. And it's yeah, like and that's confidence. why women are like flocking to these dudes after shows. <laughs> I think it's the confidence thing too. Right. Because just like you said before, confidence isn't an expectation from women. Like really the expectation is showing up docile, apologetic, blah, 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 blah. But yeah. just a woman just get up there and be like, I give no fucks. This isn't about you. This is me just doing my thing. I think that is part of it. That is part of it. It's like you, it's like you might as well be the hottest person in a room with high heels, or you could do you could be a woman comedian. <laughs> Just go, yeah. yeah. You're like, I don't care. Cause then it's like, it also too makes them, I think, feel a little bit small. Yeah. Where it's like, she's been doing this despite me. Yes. Like, <laughs> despite men in general. She doesn't despite care. Men in general. But I do yeah. get a fear from guys that I date of, oh, am I going to be your next joke? And I'm like, what oh, an egotistical. Right? Like, Oh, you think I think about you that much? That's wild. That's so um, crazy that you think that you succeed. Yes. Oh, uh, dude. When you date men, they just, <laughs> yeah. I, the guy that I was recently dating, he was just like, oh yeah, you're going to use this in your set. Like the things where you like, he'd say something goofy. And I'm like, this is not good enough to write material. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was, as you could tell, but I remember yeah. like, remembering like why would I why would I make a joke out of this this yes. is not 
<laughs> we went on a bike ride. I'm like, what, what am I talking about? You know how comedy works at all? Nothing. nothing bike rides, am I right? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe I'm saying this, but we're already nearing time. Oh, really? That was, that was uh, easy. Yeah, right? I'm easy. I get that all the time. Uh, <laughs> okay. okay. Um, okay, so I always wrap this up with some questions that I ask every guest. Um, mm -hmm. The first one is, when is the last time you've shit your pants? <laughs> shit my pants? Yeah, and not like figuratively. Oh, literally. Yeah, literally. I... Don't lie either. Don't try. No, I'm not. Me. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think I have shit my oh. pants as an adult, like ever. Really? Yeah, I know when I need to shit, and I will sacrifice in like dignity in the moment for dignity long term of wearing the pants that day. Does that make sense? Like I've taken a shit in the bushes. Like if I have to go, like if it's like an emergency, I will figure out a solution. I will not. And I can, I'm just, yeah, I like, it's, I think it's something for me. Um, I'm the same way with like throwing up. Like never, oh. I haven't thrown up unexpectedly since I was like, like six. Like I've gotten, drunk wasted in college and I'm like oh I'm too drunk I'm going to throw up and I will be throw and I go to the restroom and I throw up and I wash my mouth out I wipe everything down it's flush in the toilet you can't even tell there's barely a, a, a I have a problem <laughs> my therapist would call it a problem I don't want to inconvenience anyone with being sick <laughs> Okay, wait, where's the most creative place, creative problem solution for shitting your pants? I feel like I was like out and about, maybe I was, I feel like I had to go, I can't even really remember this, but I, maybe I was on a road trip okay. and we had like eaten something. We were like driving across country and I was like, I have to shit. And we're in the middle of nowhere. We're like, I don't know, Utah, just like <laughs> somewhere out. And I was like, listen, I have to poop and you can't look. Cause I was dating this guy and I just went and pooped behind some grass, but you could see me pooping. Like people could, were driving past on the highway, but I was just like, this is what it is. Like we have to pull over now. Doing, they probably couldn't see the shit. I like, I was like sideways, but I couldn't turn all, I didn't want to be like, but to the, to the highway. Listen. Yeah, you're not you're not raw dogging it here. Like Yeah, on. exactly. Wait, so what was the guy's reaction when you were like I mean, he was just like, yeah. I mean, he's someone who has shit his pants, who had shit his pants in the last few years. And I just I am not, I'm not that. I'm not. Um, I will get up, I will get up at any moment. Like I am not afraid. I could be talking to the CEO. I will dip. Like I will leave. I'm proud of you. I need your yeah. strength. Um, so 2020 was a shithole of a year. Did anything good come out of 2020 for you? For me, um, <laughs> the first thing I thought of was therapy. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think I learned a lot. I already knew these things about myself that I'm learning, but I learned a lot about it. And I had a lot of introspection. And I think I have like a better resolve now 
Um, and I feel like I'm more in control and not as much of a people pleaser. Mm. And I'm better about telling people and setting boundaries. Yep. And I just stick with it. And sometimes they're mad and I don't care Yeah. anymore. <laughs> I used to care a lot and I care a little bit, but not as, not nearly as much. So I think that's the, that's the good thing is I came out just with like a better confidence in my decision-making and ability to have agency over my life. That's beautiful. The best um, quote I've heard about setting boundaries is the only people who are going to be mad about you setting a boundary is the one that was taking advantage of you not. And so it's like, yeah, that's why it's there (laughs) to help me. Yeah, I feel that. (laughs) I feel that very heavily. Yeah. What is the best advice you've ever been given? The best advice I've ever been given uh, two pieces, I think. Okay. Um, the first piece is that when I was really young, my mom had this cousin, Jean, and she passed away when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. But she told me, I was asking a lot of questions. And my mom was like, hey, stop asking so many questions. And then Jean pulled me inside. She's like, always ask questions. Aww. Yeah. And so now I'm annoying. <laughs> so, Thanks, Jean. <laughs> like you. Like I... Uh, like I ask questions in uncomfortable situations. Like I'm like, <laughs> but what is this? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Cause you said this. So like, just tell me what's in your head. Um, and then the other piece is that when I was in college, um, I, w- I went to community college first before transferring to university. And when I was in college, I was struggling with what I was going to do because uh, obviously I wanted to be a lawyer as well as do video production and at some point be a writer, like publish my book, you know? So I was like, oh no, like I can only pick one, you know? Uh, And I ended up double majoring in English and film, obviously. But when I was in community college, I was trying to like, you know, figure out how I was going to like set myself up for college. And this lady was basically just like, cause I was like taking paralegal classes and she's like, you know, you don't have to decide like what you're going to do forever. You just need to decide what you want to do next. And that is a really good piece of advice. Yeah. That's amazing advice. Yeah. Damn, girl, you killed that question. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't say either of those things. So yeah. <laughs> that's actually but you knew what to listen to. Yeah. Um, what is one thing most people don't know about you? Ooh. One thing most people don't know about me. Um, I don't know. I think that, I do think that most people don't know uh, how insecure I am. Like, I think that people have an idea, but I think that people don't know, <laughs> like, the insecurity that comes from my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I took care of my younger siblings, and everybody says that they did, like, every, every oldest did but my parents got divorced and my dad sort of just like left and my mom went into a state of depression where she literally was just asleep and we were living at my grandma's house so she wasn't financially supporting us my grandma was like giving us a space to live and I got a job and I took care of my siblings and I would skip school to take naps like it was like a serious thing and I think that uh, that's where I sort of learned to put my like wants and boundaries and needs aside for like the need of others that's where I like learned that that skill um (laughs) and that's where that insecurity comes from where I basically I think that's the thing that happens the thing that people don't know is that I will basically agree to do something because I know that you want to do it um and not for myself 
So trying to unlearn that and people thinking, being like, no, Jay loves doing this thing. And I'm like, I've always disagreed. Like, yeah, actually I hate it. And that's what people don't know is like, they find out more about me and they're like, oh, I've just been forcing you into like, like, yeah, that's me. Just trying to make you feel happy. (laughs) How would you suggest if someone was struggling with the same thing to unlearn it? Uh, I think, I think one of the first things, I mean, I think COVID did this for a lot of us is spend a lot of time with yourself, like spend a lot of time alone uh, and try to stay alone. Yeah. And then, because the thing is, the hard thing is your natural reaction is to want to be around people. And then once you become around people, you lose your agency. Mm. So you first have to like have the agency with yourself. Like what, if you're spending time alone, it's like, what do you want to do? It's Saturday. You don't have any work to do, or you're not going to do work because screw them, you know, whatever. (laughs) Right. Like, what do you want to do? Do you want to go see a movie? Do you want to like watch a movie? What movie do you want to watch? Like, it's all just you and you get to decide. And so making your own decisions gets you comfortable with it. And then you start knowing what you like. And then when you get back to people, you, you're kind of like not as willing to compromise the things that you want. Because now you know, and you have a feeling, you're like, listen, I really wanted tacos. You guys can go get pizza. We just decided that we were going to eat, like it wasn't a pre-planned thing. So I'll just meet up with you after. Yeah. And then they'll either be like, well, actually we do always get tacos and you have never wanted them like, or whatever. (laughs) Like, so, you know what I'm saying? Or like you, we always get pizza and you've never wanted pizza. So we'll get tacos. Like you say that every time and we don't listen to you, but you know, like, or whatever. And, and that's fine. But also being able to do that makes you seem confident because you will be confident. So just spending a lot of time with yourself and like listening to yourself and like doing what you want. Figuring out what the hell it is that you like and what juices you up and all of those things. Exactly. What's the weirdest thing you found out that you like? The weirdest thing that I found out that I like? I don't know. Or maybe the thing that surprised you the most. Um, like, as just like spending time? Yeah, just anything you like to do, any kind of thing that you were like, oh, shit, turns out I love anime. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I like... This is... Uh, I don't think I have something that's like very abnormal. I do think I like um, exercising alone. Mm. And I think that it's interesting because like I like run and so that's fine. Like I like running alone, but it's interesting like even like taking a walk or being outside, like I like enjoying an outside space by myself. Mm. And I think that is confusing to people. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go on a bike ride or like I'm gonna go I went on a bike ride for a date and I all I could think was man this would be cooler if I was by myself yeah (laughs) (laughs) the whole ride I was like this is so great I wish I didn't have to talk to someone yeah (laughs) yeah I actually really love going to the movies by myself yes that's awesome yeah and people find that odd and I'm like turns out no one whispers to me during it and bothers me and gives me their opinion when I don't care. I like movies alone too and I think it's interesting because (laughs) people will tell you that they'll see a movie with you like it's a favor they're doing you. They're like I would have seen that with you. You're like you don't like these kinds of movies so I actually don't want your energy next to me while I'm watching this. So 
yeah yeah there was a reason I didn't ask I was aware you were available Uh (laughs) (laughs) that's such a good that's so good I've got to use that totally okay last question do you have any friends that are making things doing things selling things trying things out for the first time that you want to give a shout out to uh making things doing things trying things for the first time I mean that have their own business or are like shooting their shots somehow and you're like yeah you guys should check x out yeah I think I think there's two women that I want to call out that are doing some awesome stuff one is my really good friend Kendra she is a writer down in Los Angeles and she's a blog um it's denim and lipstick I think she's at denim and lipstick on uh Instagram and so you can find that and her blog's like posted linked in her bio uh, she's just a great writer and she's a fun person to talk to. So she just, it's wild. She works in, you know, marketing and social media. So she's, she's got that. Um, the other, the other is an, a woman that we sort of have become better friends. I think maybe d- digitally we've, be, we've gotten to know each other, better acquaintances, but I met her in the comedy scene in San Francisco and she is a black woman. So we saw each other. We were like, wait, are you here for comedy? Because <laughs> I'm here for comedy. That's great. We do. Okay. And so, um, but she lives in LA. So we never were like really became friends, but we sort of like have known each other. Uh, and that is Jasmine Williams. Okay. Um, she's big now on Instagram. She does some videos about I don't know, the go- the government, p- politics. It's very good. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Jasmine and uh, her name is spelled M-Y-N. So J-A-Z-M-Y-N, uh, W, I think at Jasmine W. And she's got a couple podcasts that are good. She's just, a, yeah, she's talking about, she's talking about a lot of the same stuff I'm talking about, but maybe on a larger platform. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. They're both in LA. I want to meet them both. I yeah. will share that information. And then how can people find and follow you? Yes, I am at the real Jaleesa Robinson on Instagram, which is where I hang out. Uh, I'm at the real Jaleesa R on Twitter, but I don't hang out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, this was such an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I just think the world of you. So thank you. Yeah. All right. See you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bro, I be telling you, bro, she spit spray gas on the stage. She hella funny, bro. Stephanie, Stephanie, Stephanie Foster. Catch her on the stage, yeah, you know she's a monster. Hair done, nails did, always looking so proper. She the real deal like some homemade pasta. Everywhere she goes, she flow like the water. And she's too hot for y'all, unlike your mama. Always cool, no need for drama. She spit straight gas like a petrol llama. Straight gas like a petrol llama. Straight gas like a petrol llama Straight gas like a petrol llama She spits straight gas Like a petrol, petrol llama